I'm Chris. I'm Gonzo. And you're listening to Maybe We're Just Old Podcast. The Lou Talk. And we're getting to the last of The Last of Us. Season one, at least. And bittersweet, bittersweet endings. It really is. Uh, episode eight is where we're at now. When we are in need. It's a great episode. It's such a good episode. Uh, I'm glad that all of them have been but this one kind of takes you in a whole different whole different take and as far as like new some new characters that kind of come in um i'll give a quick recap and then we can kind of get into it and you can kind of fill in the blanks so yeah it kind of starts out with this whole um group of people that they kind of introduced to us led by david who who we find out is a kind of a, a preacher slash teacher uh <laughs> And he has this like group of people that are like following him. And it starts out with him kind of giving a sermon or reading from the Bible. And um, then it shoots to this girl who's like starts crying and he goes and kind of consoles her a bit. But the whole time you're, you're watching the, the beginning scene, you're kind of thinking this is kind of creepy. This is kind of weird, uh, very cultish. So, yeah, and that kind of foreshadows what, what goes on uh, at the end. But then you go and you meet back up with Ellie and and Joel and Joel is still kind of in bad shape at the back at the house. Ellie is kind of fending on her own. She goes out and uh, tries to get some food and then ends up running into, into David and his kind of right-hand man, James. Um, And they're going like after the same deer, it seems like. So obviously there's kind of like a, a standoff between them. Um, Ellie kind of gets the best of them, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah. And then kind of barters for some penicillin to kind of help Joel. And uh, the whole time, this David character kind of is not kind of nice about it. Like, he's like, yeah, go get her the stuff. It's kind of like, you know, um, I don't know, kind of being endearing to, to Ellie and kind of making her feel safe as far as like, we'll get you what you need as long as we get what we need. And then they end up I think uh, she gives him the deer, she gets the penicillin, uh, gives it to Joel, but then the whole time you, you kind of get that little weird feeling again that uh, these guys are are bad and uh, come to find out that they are bad guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> they they plan to go and Very. find them. Yeah, they, they obviously plan to go back and kind of find them. Uh, they, they find out that obviously Joel is... Um, is the reason why one of their their members have died uh that scuffle that went on at that uh at that at that uh college uh was one of their guys that they lost and come to find out that was the the father of the girl that was crying at the at the beginning of the episode um and then yeah man you just find out and uncover all this horrible stuff by this this cult leader david who's played by this guy i haven't seen him i don't know if he's in anything else but he mm, plays that man he plays it so perfectly. He's so like psychotic looking. He has that kind Kills of it. yeah, great acting by that guy. Let me get that guy's name real quick. Uh, Scott Shepard is his name. Uh, kind of have a with the red hair, a little Steve the Pirate look. Um, <laughs> that's what popped in my head. Uh, but yeah, man. Really so does. you kind of kind of find out this whole thing because they kind of go back and they get a get a rounding group and they go and look for Joel and Ellie. And then there's this whole scene of them looking for them and uh, finding them and them taking Ellie. And yeah, man, it gets, it gets real deep, real heavy, real fast until where you find out like 
David's not a good guy at all. And there's a group is really weird. And him in general, or this calling shots and kind of doing things behind his group's back as far as like a little bit of cannibalism, a little bit of just, I don't know, prisoner things that you probably wouldn't want to know people to know about. And uh, yeah, man. And then like, obviously they kind of give Ellie an ultimatum to kind of join him or, or she's going to become practically the next mill for that group. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Joel kind of fights and gains the energy back to kind of go and find Ellie. So we're kind of following him to almost trying to like a ticking talk for him to save her before something bad happens to her. And then I think this, this part of the, I don't know if it happened in the game, but this part of the series is when Ellie became like, she like tore away that childish type of bratty teenager and she became like she was just a badass dude and she's a hundred percent that bitch to quote lizzo because man and also in her acting ability too at that point yeah so whenever she's actually locked up and talking to to david from within the from within the cage that the ezra locked in yeah dude she killed it this episode like i know i've been a little hard on bella ramsey but she absolutely was great in this episode so yeah it, it comes to like where she kind of escapes uh a bit they're like obviously they have her like on a a table and they're ready to like basically cut her up and probably gonna eat her um or feed yeah. her feed her to to the clan and uh she does this cool move and she just like basically gets out and kills kills james his right hand man and then uh it's kind of like you know playing this hide and go seek thing with with david and the whole time there's just good dialogue between the two that's really good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, man, it comes to where David is kind of just like attacking her. Um, and Ellie kind of turns the table and ends up killing him even before Joel gets there and is like the saving grace. And everybody thinks Joel's going to get there and just, you know, take him apart. But Ellie's the one who kind of uh, fends for her own and, and does her thing. And she becomes like, like I said, like a little mini Joel and she's just, handling her business but uh joel gets her eventually um they obviously have a heart to heart she's like not in good shape and the episode kind of ends with them like kind of collecting themselves and on their way ellie looks very shooken up and and joel oh man the, the best part of the whole the whole episode the baby girl baby Whenever, girl <laughs> dude oh man that hit, that <laughs> absolutely hit whenever he calls her baby girl like he did like um, w- with his own daughter at the beginning. Yeah. Hasn't been able to show anybody any real love, and he finally does that. And it's like that's now officially his daughter, essentially. And that just like turns the whole story. Yeah, man. And that's kind of how it ends is like Ellie's just like broken and kind of, you know, uh, I mean, going through that trauma basically uh right in front of joel and kind of breaks down and joel kind of comforts her and um that's kind of how the episode ends but and i'm really not doing it justice it's just a recap but it's a very heavy very intense episode like we said the guy who played david does a really really good job at playing the 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 weird kind of psychotic preacher cult leader um and yeah man ellie ellie kind of has her showing out party and kind of becomes becomes like a really good character. I don't know what's going to happen with her, but this seems to take a toll on her, at least at the end of the episode. Yeah, it was heavy, man. It was definitely my favorite episode. 
like you said, the way that you see Ellie kind of turn into who she's going to become. Whenever she, um, like you said, that badass move where she hits James in the neck with a cleaver in order to escape. And then whenever they go through that whole cat and mouse scenario in that like tabernacle thing of the building. And whenever David's trying to chase her and she finally ends up, they have their, their struggle. And like you said, it seems like Joel, he's on his way. seems like it's going to be cliche. He's going to bust in and come to the rescue, which I would still be fine with anyway, but she turns it on him. She catches him with that same big ass knife. And then, just brutalizes him over and over and over to the point where it's almost difficult to watch. And it's badass. Like he has it coming because he's like a cannibal pedophile, you know, in literal wolf and sheep's clothing um, as like this, you know, leader preacher or whatever. And she just completely like, they don't even show him because of how bad it is the way that she attacks him. And it's like, Holy shit. But she did it all on her own, which was badass. And then, like you said, and then he he comes in and still rescues his baby girl, which was dope. Like the episode was to me again, it was my favorite episode overall. Yeah, man, it was it was really good, and I love the way. And I don't love the way, but I, I like that they had an episode where Ellie kind of does this and becomes uh, an adult in in a sense to where she's she's okay by herself, like she can be okay yeah. by herself like she's learned from joel she's learned from her her other thing uh you know just growing up in this in this whole post-infected and uh yeah man it shows that she can just kind of do her own thing and she could you know they're they're peers now they're like on the on the level of to where joel can trust her and obviously he wasn't there to witness everything but i think he knows kind of she went through the ringer and she got she got herself out of some out of some shit and tell me how was this on the in the game in the gameplay so they did they did extremely well with it again where it really followed it well um there was more lead up so they condensed a lot of it because like there's sections of it where you're almost kind of fighting against james but uh or excuse me like alongside james in a way uh and david while you're going through and there's like there's more infected in the game um as, which is honestly kind of a recurring thing throughout it where there's a, way more infected in the game than in the series but um one of the things like where they kind of started out there's a an a scene a specific shot that i was wondering if they're going to actually fully depict and they didn't but it's whenever you see the snow in this rabbit and she's trying to hunt it and then misses so in the game this is whenever it pivots over to you're actually playing as Ellie because Joel is still, he's still in bad shape and it starts out this scene and uh, it's on YouTube. It's really brutal because you see the, the rabbit come out of a little hole and it looks all peaceful, snowy. And then you just see an arrow go right through it and it just, just takes it out and it's Ellie. And she's like, so in the game at this point, she's doing, she uses a bow and arrow quite a bit. Um, and uh, they didn't adapt that into the, the show because they i guess they kind of didn't need to because that it changes the dynamic whenever you have a a bow and arrow versus um versus like a, a firearm because it, it changes the way you can play the game like more stealth than being loud with the firearms because that always draws the infected in or whatever it is yeah so that makes sense. because there's yeah because there's less um action in the series just kind of in general they really didn't need that sort of aspect of it so they they left it out 
which I didn't want to see the bunny just get murdered that way anyway, because it's pretty brutal and it's like you don't see it coming at all. You just see it all of a sudden just get pierced and everything. But um, yeah, they followed it really, really closely. Um, that whole scene where with James and she's locked up and stuff. First off, in 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 the series was that was some of the best dialogue whenever he's talking to to Ellie and she's locked up. That was some of my favorite stuff. And then she ends up having such a badass line whenever that he was asking what her name was. And she was like, Ellie, tell her it's a little, the little girl that just broke your fucking finger. Like <laughs> she delivered that line. That was her best line of the entire series, in my opinion, because she hit it so hard because she started out almost soft-spoken saying she's the little girl and then went into like the violence or whatever it was. And I thought that was badass. So, um, and it, if you ended up watching the uh, like the post show stuff, then you saw that the guy who played James is um, he actually yeah, that's was, Troy Baker. He's the one who voiced Joel in the series, which was badass that he was in there. He's because he did phenomenally well within the game, and it was cool that he got a. a I like that they did that with, a, with multiple characters. Yeah, where they had a chance to to be in the series just in a different role. I was gonna say the same thing. I love the little Easter eggs that they've been planning along the whole way of like crossing over both things having um who's the guy who created it uh neil Druckmann. yeah neil kind of involved like that seems to be like if anybody's ever gonna ad adapt a game like in the next few years you gotta get like some sort of crossover because they're nailing it yeah. having having both kind of best of both worlds on here uh and yeah. having him involved in a heavy way um seems to make everything just be that much better um and, yeah. and hbo involved of course that's going to be something to where it's going to be high quality stuff but i think they really like figured it out with having someone from the game and obviously the new fresh take on on some things because he made a comment at one yeah. point like man i wish i would have thought of this like it's so cool uh and just like it's just yeah. a fresh take on something that's already great and uh seeing him excited about like new things he could do in this Avenue is, is just cool yeah. to see like the excitement in his face of making this stuff. Yeah, it is really cool. And it's like you said, it speaks to the quality of the game too, that they had, they built a story in a world and characters that were yeah. that deep enough that it was able to translate. So that whole section within that like tabernacle area where the fire starts and everything like that was directly from the game and it's also a lot longer in the game and it serves almost like a kind of like a boss fight type of sequence mm -hmm. um and i would like the whole series i was really excited about seeing that portrayed on screen and they did it really well like it's much longer in the game just because you're playing it you're it's an active role so you're having to kind of hide and that dialogue is happening while you're trying to duck behind stuff and sneak up on him get the hit and kind of reset the situation you have to do that several times but um they adapted it really well. They kind of like cut out what was unnecessary, portrayed what they needed. And then they kept the same brutality of, you know, of her just stabbing him to death or just hacking away at his face or whatever it was that she did, um, which was badass. But in the game, that's one of the, the differences that was like that they improved upon, in my opinion. And I, he, Neil may have even commented on this on something, but in the game, Joel goes into the place and he pulls her off. Mm. Um, and it, it's, it's such a minor thing. But um, he pulls her off the guy, and they still have the same interaction or whatever, but it gave her a chance for Ellie to be fully independent and in her and saving herself. Joel was not there. She like you said, she would have been just fine. And I think that that landed even more without him running, you know, bursting into the building that way. 
So that was a good minor change, but really helped with the character development stuff. And then, like you said, they wrapped it up beautifully with the whole the baby girl thing straight out of the game as well. And like, I don't know, man, it's some of the best of what the storytelling does. Like this, it had this episode had the violence, it had really hard hitting lines, it had good acting throughout, had a little bit of action, had some drama all the weird stuff with like the cult. They did a really good job on that. One thing that I didn't even think about whenever I was watching it is like, they were saying that like some of the people that were getting, that they were eating were people who were just, who were dying because they were getting attacked or whatever it was. So I didn't even think about this till I read this in a review that they said, like, if you backtrack it, like the parishioners of the, the cult or whatever, they, it seemed like it was one of those things where they like, they knew, but were ignoring it so the whole cannibalism thing but whenever that the little girl was like hey we need to get my dad buried as quickly as possible all right it's it's because he fed her her own father like that was the implication he died in the skirmish with joel and she was trying to get him buried and they were like no we're not going to do that oh man i didn't think about that and she didn't want to eat it at first like some people were eating it real weird and they're all hungry and um yeah, that was weird. And if you, and David had like the biggest portion also, which was kind of wild. But um Ah oh, man, that's yeah. that makes it even worse. Like that's that's a, such does. a good good take on that. I'm glad you read that and told me. Uh that's just awful. Like even knowing the twist, I didn't even put that together at while watching it. Cause yeah. it, like I already knew what was gonna ha- I knew what was happening, but that just added to that that much more. And which was just something that they were you know, one of the benefits of the way that they've been adapting it to flesh out some of these characters even that much more. Yeah. Which, but again, this is all direct, but they just kind of had that, you know, that little bit of extra seasoning on it to make it, you know, series worthy. Yeah, man. Um, Great episode. It's one of the highest rated episodes on on database. Uh, I mean, it's a penultimate, penultimate, penultimate episode. Those are usually pretty yeah. good. Those are usually pretty high, high on the on the list of of uh, seasons. So they did good, man. And um, I only had one thing that was kind of bothering me out the whole thing. Um, mm. Penicillin, is it? Th- does it do that? Like, does it just kick you up? I mean, I know a lot of it was probably adrenaline with Joel kind of making his way to town, but. I mean, he was in pretty bad shape and just a little shot of penicillin. That's all I need. He wasn't even up at all. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking that same thing too, that he was like, I'm like, how are they going to reconcile it? So it was one of those things where I like it so much that I was filling in my own gaps just so that I didn't have it bother me that much. Same. Cause I was like, well, maybe he did have the, the energy, but he was intentionally conserving it because she was good and that, but he did just like, kind of come up out of nowhere kind of just holds it out a few dudes himself yeah yeah Uh, that was my only beef with it i wish there was a little bit like a day had passed or something to where uh he had the penicillin or he was like have some sort of like middle ground of i'm feeling much better now ellie or something you know (laughs) like but it was like it was all like he's not gonna make it to where he's like fighting dudes off and uh that was just a little like I mean, no water. He's no like food. Super Mario hitting the star <laughs> yeah. and just going full invincible, just dun, 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 and just ran through and just starts jacking up these dudes. Like, yeah, that was a little bit much, but uh, but they tied it up sure. at least. But yeah, yeah, 
That was my only beef. I'm, with I'm it. with you on that one. Only beef. I with thought it, the same exact thing. I was I was willing to uh, to sacrifice my thoughts for the the betterment of the story, and uh, and yeah, so great episode. Uh, I loved it, and only one left. Only one more left. And man, that brings us to the end, episode nine. If you want, go ahead and kick that off. Yeah, the uh, the final episode of the season, episode nine, Look for the Light, is what it's called. Man, this was a fast season, just to begin with. Like, I know we did yeah. this, but it still seems so quick, especially with this last episode. I just yeah. felt very, very sad that this was going to be the end. And like talking to you and other people, it being like pretty much summing up the first game too. So uh, yeah, it kind of just means like maybe second season is going to be the second game and it's going to be over it. Like it's just going to be over. And uh, that's yeah. just real. That's just real sad to me that we're only going to get two, maybe three seasons if they could spread it out, but we'll see. Um, yeah, let's, I'm with you on that. let's get to the finale. Um, so the finale starts out with, Ellie's mom giving birth to Ellie. And so it flashes back. Uh, you see Ellie's mom, Anna, uh, kind of running away. And you obviously know she's probably running away from an infected and she's pregnant. And the whole time she's kind of grasping at her stomach, kind of almost feeling like she's in labor. Turns out her water, her water breaks. She kind of gets, uh, she like locks herself away in this room and she kind of know that the baby's coming. Um, the infected that's you know chasing her gets in there uh she's fighting the infected off kind of assume that uh she gets bitten and yeah she kind of delivers the baby at the same time simultaneously as like killing this infected getting bit and uh and basically uh, delivering this baby all at the same time which is kind of kind of crazy uh to think but it kind of a lot going on a lot going on but it also makes sense about like the whole why is ellie uh, immune um i don't know if they get into this in the second game but uh you kind of just assume that that has something to do with it what's the what's the, the her friend's name uh marlene it's marlene that, that, yeah. that comes in yeah marlene comes in and it's kind of like last words uh she knows that she's gonna turn um she kind of just gives her the whole take care of my daughter and marlene kind of you know accepts it and says i'll protect her and then they kind of, I don't know, I thought it set up really well as far as like Marlene's investment in, in Ellie herself being yeah. more being more than just like a Firefly campaign type thing uh, that she has real, real roots into it. Um, I thought that was like a good intertwining thing because um, you always knew that she kind of like cared a little bit more than she probably should have. Yeah. And this kind of uh, legitimizes that that feeling that I had about it anyway. So it shows her shows that scene. And then it kind of flashes back to to our story with Joel and Ellie. It's the aftermath of Ellie uh, escaping escaping the cult and killing David and uh, going through that trauma of almost being, you know, I don't know, raped or killed and eaten and all that. <laughs> and um, the role is kind of reverse, man. So it's kind of like Joel's kind of trying to be more talkative. Uh, Ellie is real quiet, kind of off, zoned out. Um Joel's making jokes, kind of just trying to spark the conversation. I think he mentions the guitar, which I'm looking forward yeah. to, like looking for a guitar and learn teaching her how to play 
and just really trying to cheer her up and uh ellie's kind of not having it she's kind of just zoned out and all this time they're kind of walking towards towards the towards their destination um they kind of get to the to the city and you have this real cool scene with her and a giraffe uh to where she gets just kind of like her her energy back like her old ellie self back to where it's some something that she's never seen before she's kind of very yeah, like sure. very endearing to this giraffe who's just kind of like eating and she gets super excited about it and feeds it and big jurassic park vibes uh it is very jurassic park and real quick just one little detail just that i caught during that that i really really liked was just um the way that joel isn't even really looking at the giraffe he's just looking at ellie yeah. while while she's she's petting it and like and that was one of those things where it's like he, he doesn't even say a word like pedro doesn't say a word it's just all in his face and like but and it landed that little section right there whenever he's he's watching her interact with this animal dude yeah spot on and then it's just it kind of reaffirms his i don't know his connection with Ellie and how much she yeah. means to him now. Like you said, basically looking at her like a daughter at the zoo, like seeing her favorite animal. Um, he's yeah. just like, doesn't even care about the surroundings. He's just like focused on her. But yeah, so that's a cool little scene to kind of get Ellie a little bit out of her funk. They're going in the right place to try to find the fireflies, obviously. Um, they're in a conversation and then you see this, this type of, I guess, bomb type thing. This little flash bomb, flashbang yep. yeah. kind of uh thrown at him uh joel's obviously like looking out for ellie and he gets uh kind of knocked out and then he comes to only to realize that it is the fireflies that they were looking for and marlene is there she tells him that they've taken ellie and she's gonna be prepped for surgery and all this time joel's kind of just trying to come to kind of try to figure things out obviously concerned about ellie and her well-being um marlene kind of comforts him but then also tells him that um you know basically they're gonna have to do surgery on her and take out the cordyceps and they had a whole plan but the plan was and this is this is my thing all along this whole journey was like once yeah. they get to wherever they were getting to i had the idea that ellie was just gonna be poked and prodded and basically a science like experiment to where yeah. i didn't think she was gonna live like they were obviously gonna sacrifice her for their well-being and so yeah. The whole point of them going on with this journey after they after Joel kind of makes that connection was just like, well, kind of like, what did you think was going to happen? And so you kind of find out like she is going to be sacrificed for for the, the well-being of humans and they're going to um, yeah. basically do surgery on her brain. And uh, and yeah, that kind of throws Joel for uh, that. I'm not having that <laughs> like, no. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. And uh Marlene obviously kind kind of sensed that and kind of tells him like, "Hey, you know, get out of here. Uh, no longer needed. Stand you, down. You did your mission. Yeah. Like, go do whatever you need to. We'll escort you out. You're not you're not taking her." Um, and then that becomes the the moment of 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 yes or no. Like, does Joel go and save Ellie, or does he let things happen and kind of? I mean, not a hundred percent, but kind of like save save humans, save mankind. Uh, and no. he makes that decision like in a split second. Like he uh, he he tears down. It was co so cool to see him get to Ellie. It was very video game esque 
as he was taking down soldier by soldier uh, fireflies and oh. taking their weapons and like shooting of different guns. It was very like it was very video game esque, and I thought that was a cool, cool aspect Definitely. that they played. They played homage to. Um, and yeah, man, he gets to Ellie. He kills the doctor that's about to perform the surgery on her, and uh, gets her out of there. And then becomes a a big scene at the end where they get down to the garage and there's a truck there and there's a whole standoff between him and Marlene about doing the right thing and uh, making a decision, whether it's going to be, you know, her or uh, human race. And he chooses her and kills Marlene and takes her. And it just didn't feel like very, it was a very anticlimactic and I needed, I don't know, a bigger event to happen, even though it was a big event. And it was really payoff. Um, yeah, really bigger yeah. payoff. I know it was about like love and bonding and like the whole uh, father daughter complex of the whole thing. But I kind of felt like wanting more and I know we're going to get more. But if I was playing the video game and it ended like that, I would feel I'd feel type of way. <laughs> uh, Let's get. Yeah. OK, yeah. so I want to get into it all. I'll pass, so. Yeah, I'll pass it to you. Go ahead couple of those things in terms of where it varied. So first off, that whole section with um, with her mom, Anna, was not in the game at all. So um, several things about that. Uh, first off, that was uh, portrayed by Ashley Johnson, who actually voiced Ellie in the game. Dude, it's so funny. Like, whenever she was, like, struggling and, like, fighting the uh, the infected that went in there, all I could hear was Ellie. Like it was a weird full circle thing because it's like whenever you played those games, it's like you heard that voice for hours on on end. Like you heard Joel as well, but it was that, you know, she's actually struggling with the infected. So it was very specific and she sounds exactly the way that she did in the game. And that was almost kind of surreal. Um, very cool that they put her in there. Very I thought it cool was, that they gave a little, a little I, bit of the backstory too. She looked exactly like, like Billy Ram Ramses mom, like they looked and that had that was no weird and it was just weird yes. coincidence. Yeah. That was just a coincidence. Like they had no idea, obviously casting Bella and then casting her coming back to kind of have that Easter egg. Like we've been talking about um, that was just like whole coincidence. And she looked exactly like Bella Ramsey's exactly mom. Like her. It, it's so weird. Cause like that was a big criticism from the beginning is that Bella, Bella Ramsey didn't look like Ellie from the game. And um, she looked exactly like the voice actress. And uh, that was kind of just kind of awesome that they did that. That whole segment was really well done. She acted her ass off too. Like that was one of the best performances, especially being that short. And that was the first time throughout the series that they actually gave a little bit of an explanation as to why she was evidently immune. Like they never discussed that. Like they never, they never went into that at all. Uh, so that was that was new even for for follow, like um followers of the game series that seeing that so that was that was cool for a number of reasons so marlene um the actress that plays her who also was killed it throughout the series um she actually is the same voice actor from the game she's the only one that played the same character in both the game and the series and um i thought That's she did cool. it well she she had like a cool you know caring but she's kind of you know she's the leader of the fireflies so she has her role like i don't know it's just kind of a unique characteristics about that character and i thought that she did it well so in terms of the, the way that the rest of the episode played through they they were really true to the series but this is one of those things that 
like you said, it does feel a little bit rushed. The episode wasn't very long and it plays out way longer within the game. So like that whole section with the, um, with the draft, which I was looking forward to the entire series. Anybody who's played the game was looking forward to that. It was still really cool, but there was way more buildup to it within the, um, within the game. So it still looked the same. Like they still portrayed it the same, even down to like the ladder and all that. Like that's a real common mechanic in the game where it's like you're Joel and then Ellie will grab the ladder and drop it for you or a plank to cross like a little bit of a bridge sort of thing. Like that's a common thing that they do. And that was cool how they portrayed that in there. But in that area within that building, there was more action and just more buildup. So then getting to the giraffes was it, it felt like a little bit more of a payoff in the game, although it was depicted identically. That was really cool. Even like whenever they looked out, all that looked exactly the same. So then, um, yeah, they had that whole section where Joel is, they're down on the ground. They're outside the hospital. Joel, is, he ends up telling her that um, he has that scar because he was the one who um, tried to kill himself. It wasn't somebody else. who. Oh, missed. right. Yeah, so I forgot that. I forgot that recap. Thanks. That yeah yeah for sure like that that was I mean that was a big deal he was like really you know really opening up to her like throughout that whole initial section he was talking a lot about his daughter for like the first time throughout the whole series so that was all even a little bit different it just showed his comfort level that he was like he came full circle with it and he was able to share those things and then you know they get locked up and that whole section um first just to kind of describe the way it is in the series they did it really cool where joel like the whole action sequence of him picking up the guns and taking everybody out it's slightly slow motion and there's like the music that's playing in the background like real dramatic like orchestral music and he's taking everybody out and that was really cool and then it gets to that last part with marlene he ends up taking her out or whatever in the game I think that part of the reason why the payoff felt bigger in the game, because it was identical to that, but it was just way more stretched out. So the whole section of where he's like, he's taking out the guys within the hospital, you're actually playing that through, you know, you're actually embodying the character. One of the final, you know, boss sequences, final, you know, action sequences of the game or whatever. So um, you're really in that character and um, all the battle sequences are just really drawn out and a lot of fun. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And even after he goes, he takes out the, the doctor and picks up Ellie. There's even like kind of a chase sequence that's there in the game where you're carrying her, you're running through these places. So even that's stretched out. So whenever he has this whole kind of monologue with, um, with Marlene taking her out, and then it does jump forward to that final sequence where, you know, she basically she puts him on the spot he lies to her and that wraps it up it hit harder in the game and it's one of those things where it's just a different medium we talked about it before we're like book versus movie uh the book is generally people always say that the book is better just in general it doesn't matter how good the, a movie could be that people just say that the book is better and it was a similar thing for me watching this sequence because it was like whenever you played it it just, I don't know, it just embodied it more. So like one of the complaints that I saw that somebody was writing on one of the reviews is that like he went all super soldier taking everybody out. And they were like, they said that it was a little not believable that he just went invincible and was taking everybody out, which I could see that. I mean, it's an, you know, it's an action sequence that happens in, in movies and series. Like not everything has to be 
like realistic. But whenever you're the one who's playing it, you're the one who's not getting shot. You're the one who's peeking around the corner and taking the guys out. So it helps you buy in that much more. So I could see that as a little bit of just an advantage that a game would have anyway. Is that action uh, sequence during the gameplay on that last uh, action sequence? Is it harder than than the other games? Like, did you have to do it multiple times, or did it seem like? Oh yeah, yeah, a lot. And I think that has something that much to do more with difficult. it too. Yeah, yeah. You get because in the you're dying and you're playing it the second time. Like, you don't get that in a series. And you're absolutely right. And it's like you know that it's the, at the end of the game. So all of those weapons and ammunitions and stuff that you've hoarded the entire game, you're like, I'm going to use it all. And and there's a lot of that type of stuff. There's flamethrowers and all sorts of shit. You're throwing bombs, like it's going haywire. And there's a lot going on on screen. It's difficult. So then whenever it gets to the point, there is it does feel like a bit more of a payoff. And this, it's really condensed. And that was a good way to depict it. Like it was a really cool shot, but I felt like, it does end up ultimately coming across as rushed. So the end does land a little bit soft. So that being said, yeah, I, like I want to yeah. get into like what you think about this, the, the series in general, like what are your, what are your thoughts and your, and your biggest takeaways after watching? Yeah. And like nothing against the, like I enjoyed the whole series. I enjoyed the episode. Uh, it just felt like, I mean, obviously the whole buildup with everything and all the episodes being so great, that I just wanted a bigger payoff, but then also having the back of my head yeah. that we do have a second season, we do have a second game and there's more to it. So I wasn't left like unfulfilled. I just, uh, that last scene, maybe it was the music. Maybe it was like the abruptness of, of them leaving and then being in another location. Um, it wasn't anything like bad. Like I wasn't going to, it's just something that I wish they could have done more with because they've done more with yeah. something, all the other stuff they've done more with it. And yeah. Uh, they're capable. I, yeah, they're, they're very capable of doing something bigger and uh, letting it hit a little bit harder, um, but still great overall. Like it's up there. Um, really great series. The acting on it has been, top notch um can't wait for the next season uh yeah. all my questions have kind of been answered i think we'll get a lot more um i'm hoping they'll answer in the second season i'm just looking forward to it man i'm looking forward to the uh the transition to a an older ellie is what i'm hearing um yeah and then learning and finishing out this story um i, I am interested to see what they do and how they uh lengthen everything like if they do two seasons with the second game if they do a whole like world building to where you could have some characters that kind of have not a spin-off but have like their own type of backstory and they can get into more of them to where they venture off a couple episodes to a, a side character um yeah they could do a lot with it but i i'm okay if it's only two seasons and we get two great seasons of tv and and that's the yep. end of it. Uh, I'm okay with either. I think this season alone has uh, been like must must watch every Sunday, eight o'clock, getting on there and watching it. It's fun. It's a fun experience. It's fun to do this with you. Yeah. Fun to talk about it with my other friends because uh, they played the game as well and and they're really into it. And yeah, man, it just becomes a big pop culture thing to where it's out there and. Uh, it's just been great, man. I've enjoyed it. I'm it's, sad that it's gone. 
Yeah, they still they they did nail it as like a cultural event and watching it every week. And it was like all these other podcasters and stuff talking about it has been cool. I've heard of multiple guys who had got back into gaming watching this so that they could play the game and see what was up, which I thought was really uh, which was really cool, because I think a lot of people who have been like away from games for a long time didn't realize that you could have this level of storytelling in a video game, you know, which is which is reasonable. It's come a long way and you don't realize it because it's like this was the exact story from the game. Like uh, they did so much that was identical to the game that was badass. I love that you um, said that, like like having the the medium to do something, to have this storytelling in something else other than like TV or movie or book form. Yep. Like I didn't think it was possible. Like these are like high level writers that are doing video games. Like who knows like what other yeah. video games they can adapt. Uh but to just think that they have those high level of writing team on this thing, um, whether it be just this this one alone, but they they nail it and they nailed it both yeah. times within the game and then the series. And it was this is a ten year old story, which is what's wild. Like they really captured the entire thing. It's crazy that they did that much with you know that long ago, and it was able to to go that much further. So like you were mentioning, you know, like waiting for the second one and like. That's part of what you're excited about. Just, you know, we already know that they renewed it for a second season. So that first game, there was seven years in between the first and second game. So like whenever you played the first one, that was it. For what you knew, that was the the end of the story and there was nothing more. And I will say this, like this is nothing against the series at all. This isn't against the series. It's almost maybe against just the, it's a limitation of an adaptation that in the game it felt complete it was fully paid off it was fully realized um obviously you spent more time within it um as well because you think about on the the series it's like her and riley in the mall and you take out bill and frank um there was only seven episodes of them and ellie really wasn't even really in the first one so you didn't get as much time as you do in the game in order to build that bond and it was just like, that's an advantage of a game is that you get that much more, you know, the, of that opportunity to, to build that. And that's something that it's just unique to that particular medium. I still think after seeing it and loving this as one of my favorite series, probably ever, the best way to experience this story is still by playing the game. Like, I, I really do think that. I was looking at, at a lot of um, like blogs and articles that from more like tech gaming type sites where they were, you know, they definitely had already played it and looking in the comment section. And that seemed to be a pretty common thing yeah. that people were saying. They were like, I loved everything about it. It's an A plus. It's amazing. Awesome. But I still prefer the game if I could only recommend one way to experience it. And it, like, I could definitely see that. And again, it's just, it's only because a video game offers some unique advantages that, you're not going to get anywhere in, you know, anywhere else. And um, I still think that, and this is still the same guy who made it, you know what I mean? So it's like, he knew what he was doing and they, they really executed it. So yeah. Anybody who's thinking about playing it 100% should, because it's, even if now that you know the story, you're still going to be able to feel it. Like you don't need the twists or anything like that. Just getting the action. And then you get that much more time to build the, the, the bond between them and it, the payoff just feels a little bit heavier. So like I had some thoughts, man. I was wondering if despite them knowing HBO, knowing that this was 
that they were on to something with this one. I still, I wonder if they were a little bit reserved, like, because if they would have done this show in 12 episodes instead of nine, then I think that they would have had more potential to flesh out, especially that last third or so, the third act of it, to build it up just a little bit more, include yeah. a little bit more infected, because I've heard some complaints about there wasn't enough infected in it. They're like, it's a zombie show, isn't it? Or is it not? And um, which is valid because yeah. there is way more infected in the game. I could have used. They could have depicted more of that. I could have used a couple more episodes of like lengthening scenes out, or um, yeah. like obviously, like you said, more infected. I thought that was missing throughout the whole series because um, it looks so cool. One, and uh, I heard that they're just a bigger part of the game too. Like, um, yeah, yeah. So I would have liked that. I don't know. I don't think it was more HBO. I think it was probably, if I were to guess, more Pedro Pascal <laughs> and his availability. Like, the dude's doing everything. Like, he's got Mandalorian. He's got movies. Maybe it was that. Yeah. And maybe he only signed up for nine and not 12. And maybe that was it. I hadn't considered that. They have to negotiate all that with schedules and pay and everything else. And that, that was... can influence what they're able to do. Yeah, that was my first thought because... I think HBO knew what they had. They obviously marketed it the way they did, knowing what they had. And they had the golden ticket of Pedro Pascal being the lead, which was going to bring the audience that they wanted to have a second season. Like, I don't, yeah. I think this is just an easy, like, hey, we're on to the next round. Like, I mean, it's a shoe in for a second season. Like, you got Pedro, uh, you have HBO behind it, and you have, obviously a whole another audience you're bringing in from the video game world on top of your regular HBO audience. And on top of that yeah. zombies, you have that whole audience that you bring in uh, with the walking dead, just ending. Like you have that whole audience, like wanting something more. So I think they weren't reserved at all. I think they were probably one pressed for time pressed for everything else, but yeah, I think they gave the reins to the creators of it, and we're just like, y'all do whatever y'all want. Yeah, uh, yeah, I changed my perspective on that. It probably was a bit more logistical, yeah, than than anything else. And yeah, that that makes total sense because, like, you're right. Like, you don't watch like any of that and not know that you're onto something special. Yeah, like, you don't get Nick Offerman. You don't get Nick Offerman. You don't get like all those other. uh actors in there portraying people that like they they knew what they had i think um i think the biggest yeah, thing that's a good overall is that they did justice to the gamers and the gamers love it just as much as everybody else does thousand percent uh, yeah so i think they feel fulfilled in knowing that and doing that um and all that other stuff is just kind of like it's going to come with every tv show every everything that comes out there's always going to be the people who analyze it and want more, like obviously everybody wants more, but I guess just yeah. being satisfied with themselves telling the story is where they needed to get at. But I could have used at least one more episode of throwing in more, more infected, throwing in a little bit more of that last episode and trying it out a bit more. Um, Even if it was longer. Yeah. yeah. Just, to, just to stick the landing that much more, everything that they did was so great that it's like, like you said, you just kind of wanted more of it. Yeah. Cause and like, like Who's to say if they added 20 minutes to this episode, they would have landed that and everybody would have been up in arms being like, oh, this is the greatest finale ever. But 
I think that's if anything yeah. that they they left it on the table of like a good 20 to 30 minutes more on that last episode and making it feel like a finale. Yeah. Yeah, cuz everything beyond that is kind of is getting into nitpicking and stuff yeah. just because it's it's so good. They set such a high bar for themselves. I think that that's also something that occurs whenever you have it a weekly episodic release that way is that you have so much time to reflect on it that they're constantly having to top themselves. I don't know if you get that same vibe as much if you drop it all at once and people are binging it and just knocking it out and it all kind of blurs together what episode is what. Like every one of these episodes played out damn near like their own independent movie. Like they all told very independent stories. They had a lot of different characters who, yeah. you know, even though they came and went, like, and that was kind of a recurrent theme of like every new character you met ended up dying. Like they still, they did a great job. Like you look at the, obviously Bill and Frank, but also Sam and Henry and stuff. Like you were able to build up this character arc, even if it ended up ending the way that it did. Like they still, they accomplished a lot in the time that they did it. And I think that that's going to be a testament to it. I think it's going to change a lot too. Like games are already, there are a lot of games that are like this and there's other stuff that's in the works that they're, that they're planning on adapting um, that can, can do that. But going the series route that like, I guess this just didn't exist in, in TV, you know, 10 yeah. years ago, I guess, whenever Last of Us was new. Yeah, it really did. They might do an adaption that was a movie, and movies can't tell a story that it take you, you know, whenever you're playing a game that takes you 20 hours to complete. So going through a series and it being prestige television is the, the buzzword that I keep seeing get thrown around, you know what I mean, where it's on the level of something like a Game of Thrones or whatever. Like, it's a new thing, and I think it's going to challenge, like, the, the developers and creators of the video games to tell that type of narrative story and then like the other series that are come about it they're going to kind of come from it they're going to have that much more material to work with i think it's going to improve both sides of it for these types of adaptations and i don't know i think they can even build worlds where like let's say they explored like um ellie's mom anna that could be its own series within itself, like if they wanted to. Not series, but like a whole season of a series, for example. Yeah. Would you like if, if they did that? If they wanted to. And yeah, I would. I would, would like you, that. Would because you like? Then, well, just because it's not part of the game. So like some of the things that if they're not having to adapt something that's directly from the game, then they can just tell it more like a conventional series or movie without being like a slave to the game because that's one of the disadvantages that they had to begin with because it's like they want to stay true to the the source material so if they had something that was within the world that they could tell independently of the games i think that they would have a lot of potential after showing how well that they you know that they can actually depict stuff just in general i think that they'd have this huge advantage so like i'd love to see that yeah i think i would too one last one last question to kind of put the the mushroom on top of the sunday um do you would would you be game if i mean obviously i think you would but like you think this is like bringing in any ideas for nil to to do another game yes and yes and would you be okay with it i don't know how the second one in so maybe this is not even possible but like um would you be okay if they like you know retroactively was like you know what we're gonna do another game now uh, okay or is that like, too much to ask of you knowing that it's not too much to ask okay. i like i'll say this like in the second game 
like I, I can only say this as broadly and generally as possible, but there's room to do more stuff. They don't have to the way that it all ends, but there's definitely room for it if they wanted wanted to. Um, I mean, there's always the idea that they could explore some of the other characters and stuff like that. There's plenty of that, that, you know, plenty of fodder to work with. But in terms of like the primary main story, they do have the potential to open it up even further. But um, the second game was such a masterpiece. It is so good that (laughs) you almost don't want them to mess with it. Yeah. Like the second game is better than the first one. Like that's a controversial take. Um, and it's always hard to say because the first of, of any series is generally always regarded as the best just because it's the first to do it. The second one is legitimately better than the first one, both as a game and as a story. I think it'll be difficult to even pull it off and have it land as well as the game does just because of really specific things that I can't even get into without spoilers. Yeah. All right. But I'm excited to see them try it. I'll ask you I, this I again. Confidence. I'll ask you this again at the end of after we finish the series or whatever. Maybe it'll change my mind on if it's possible or not, on my perspective of it. But hopefully they don't take too damn long because I, I want to see more because yeah. they killed it. It was one of the most exciting things on TV in a very long time. Same. And uh, I'm here for it. 